2020 is history now. I'm sure there were times of doubt, but anyone hearing this, you live through it. Maybe I'll tell your kids and talk about stories about how you made it through. So welcome back to the Outside the Boxer podcast. I've been busy, but trying to reestablish, you know, do that resolution thing and just reestablish and get back after it. So with 2020, all right, the words like new normal have been said a lot last year. And I guess, you know, we'll find out what ends up happening. You know, if there's permanent changes, you know, with the pandemic and what we're going to have to face with the financial crisis. But there's one thing I think we can all be sure of, that our taxes are going to go up. And that is just a bummer. But in all seriousness, anytime we face something difficult, you know, unless we bury our heads in the sand, we learn something. And maybe this year you learned that your safe and secure life, maybe that was more hope than truth. Maybe you learned that your work and income streams aren't bombproof. Maybe you learned that life is a struggle against the dark and we need to make sure that we take time to take care of our health. Maybe you learned that there is more to life than the nine to five and overpriced coffee. Maybe you learned that what feels, maybe you learned what it feels like to lose something or to lose someone important. And that may be one of life's most important lessons. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today is how we can, if we just change our mind, we can turn our struggles into blessings. All right. So here in the United States and most developed countries, we really, most of the time have it so unnaturally good that it literally alters our logic. I mean, we live in a time where death can be safely set aside in like the back of our closet, you know, right next to our high school letter jackets. And it can remain there hidden, can gather dust until we find it when we're older. And when we hide that truth, we miss out. The truth of life is death. There it is. And that's something we're going to have to come to terms with. But there is a lot to gain in coming to terms with it sooner than later. It doesn't have to be a negative thing when we think about it. And if we just flip that thought, that that curse that we're all born with can turn into a blessing. So we'll think of like the first time your heart got truly broken, right? So few things can equal the hurt of being rejected. It's not a fun, happy feeling. It may be one of the worst feelings, but I 100% wish it upon every single person listening to this. And if you have never had your heart broken, let me just say, it's not great. You're going to have sleepless nights, going to shed more than a few tears, but most importantly, you're going to get over it. And maybe get over it isn't even a strong enough way to put it. You will one day, and that day might not be soon. It might be years later, man, not years, weeks, months, maybe years later. But one day you'll be grateful for your heart being broken. And all of us who have had their heart broken know this. Because honestly, in a world of over 7 billion people, the odds of finding the one on your first attempt, it's not good. And it really just kind of shows how self-centered our egos are. Do you think that what we feel personally is exclusive and unique? And it's not. And that's okay. So a good friend of mine from Orange Theory, Coach Jackie. If you're from Orange Theory, you, you know Coach Jackie. But in 2020, she went through her first like real heartbreak. 
and we talked a lot about it and there was tears shed but given time and reflection even the most broken of hearts will mend and just like a broken bone a mended heart heals back stronger than before as long as we address it properly and let the wound heal in a decent way but Jackie right now she has a new companion and he seems like about as decent a person as one can find treats her very well but honestly if we're being honest he may break our heart one day as well, <laughs> but I'm just kind of messing with Jackie. But the important thing to learn is that Jackie now knows she can get over it. It isn't scary anymore because it's known. You know, the scariest thing of all is the unknown. But she knows that even though it hurt and it sucked and it wasn't fun and all of that, she got over it. She learned that. And now if in the future it ever happens again, it's not as scary because... There's at least some light on it. Now, before we move on with this, let's get back to our exclusive, personal, unique feelings. As I talk about like broken hearts and you know soul-wrenching hurt, I can imagine people saying things like, you don't understand, you don't know how I feel. And that is true, but it's also false. Okay, we all have unique paths. This is true. We all have unique experiences. This is true. We all have unique emotions and feelings. This is false, but it doesn't feel like it's false. Our feelings may actually feel like the most true thing there is to us, but that's just the biochemistry working. Other people have felt the same exact way under differing circumstances. So your circumstances are unique, but your emotions, they are not unique. And this is important because... There have been people who have felt that same good, positive, unbroken heart feeling in circumstances that are not conducive to their best interests. You know, people in abusive relationships, they feel that same feeling. I mean, we all have a friend who is in a relationship that is not the most bueno, but that friend is letting their emotions get the best of them and having a hard time breaking it off. And if we think that our emotions and our feelings are exclusive to us personally, and we remain slaves to those feelings, we are going to have a bad time. Because no matter how good we are, no matter how safe we play it, we are going to have our hearts broken. We are going to weep. We are going to bleed. But we are going to heal. We're going to scar. And we're going to move forward. So set aside any emotions or feelings you're having right now for just a second. Okay? So think about In all the possible combinations that life's dice can fall what is the worst thing that could happen all right what's the worst thing we could face and if you think about that breaking up with your high school sweetheart is probably not gonna be in your top five once again it doesn't mean that it feels like it's that at the time it feels like the worst thing ever but i bet you i don't know when your dog dies that you've been around for 15 years Bet you that hurts. Bet you that ranks higher than your high school sweetheart. When your parents die, that'll probably rank a little higher. Um, I would think losing a child would be the highest amount of grief or sadness a human can experience. And millions of people have faced that. And they live through it. A lot of people don't know this, but one of my brothers died when he was six. And I was four at the time. And it crushed my parents. I mean, not like a little cut or just a little piece of their hearts, but... The entirety of their hearts was pulverized. And the recovery wasn't a week later or a month later. And there are still parts of their hearts that have 
probably not healed, but they've also, also laughed since then. They've also loved since then. As a matter of fact, no matter how crazy this sounds, their lives have actually improved in many ways because of that tragedy. I've got the hiccups here. So my parents did not have a good marriage or a health marriage or a healthy marriage. Actually, it wasn't just not good, it was bad. So, but they kept going with it, right? And the immense weight of that tragedy broke the poorly designed marriage. And it was a miracle. You know, they were kind of along the lines that they thought the best way to fix a bad marriage was to keep having kids and just sweep issues under the rug, which did, I will say, it did work for a time. But after the tragedy of losing a child, you know, followed by the immense hardship of, you know, starting anew after a divorce. I don't remember my mom's and dad's age when they got divorced. They were probably 30s or so, but they'd been together for, I mean, a significant amount of time. 10, 12, 15 years, as they listen to this, they probably think I'm an idiot for not knowing, but that's that's tough. Starting over when you're 30, I mean, even if like any of you have lost a job that you had for 10 years and you're like 35 and you lose a job, starting over is tough. But eventually the healing began and eventually life was made all right again for them. You know, their hearts mended and you know, they learned lessons. And I remember this. This is my mom told me maybe 10 years ago. And she said how the death of my brother was a good thing because it brought the family together and it gave us all perspective. I'll tell you what, if you can look back at the hardest moment of your life and distance yourself from that emotion and you can see the good in it, you're going to be okay in this life. Okay, It's a sign of a mature mind and a mature heart and of honestly being pretty badass. My parents will forever have my deepest respects for not only getting through that tragedy, I mean, that's enough that they got up the next day and the next day and the next day and they kept living life. So I'll, every, I'll forever have just the deepest respect for that. But also they have just some really funny and attractive kids. They made that happen too, so I don't know. Can't be all bad. But I can't imagine it is the same as like losing a child. But losing a brother you know, taught me some life lessons. You know, I was only four when he died, but... There, if you've ever had an experience like that, it, it's not a quick ending thing. You know, it, it has lasting repercussions. But those things I'll always be grateful for. I mean, I learned about death real young. And learning about death makes me also learn about life. You know, to learn about heartbreak means you have to learn about love. To learn about loss, you must learn about appreciation. You know, the universe has a balance. And in order to experience the good, you need the perspective of the bad. Without bad, there is no good. Now, back to 2020. There are many lessons we all learned this year. And historically, they're all lessons we probably should have learned much earlier in our lives. In all of human history, we are living in by far the easiest, safest, most productive for the most people time that has ever existed. And the only reason anyone thinks different is because of that self-centered ego we should learn to control and not be a slave to. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have hardship in our lives and trials that feel like the world is coming to an end. But if we distance ourselves from that just a bit and from the emotions and we take into perspective 
history, we are living on the high horse even in 2020. Most people don't know this, but the Ebola outbreak a few years back worldwide killed 50 million people. And the reason we don't know this is we did a pretty good job dealing with it here in the States. Right now, COVID is just under 2 million worldwide, and it's that's a tragedy. It's still a tragedy. Don't get me wrong. But as far as tragedy goes historically, as of now, we're, we're doing all right. Now, it doesn't feel that way, especially for people who maybe are younger and haven't had to go through a hard tragedy. But historically, it's it's... I don't want to say it's acceptable, but historically, it's not as bad as it's been. I mean, a few generations ago, people watched the world go to war. They watched millions of people that were shipped on trains into ovens and killed because of their race. All right? And even before that, people faced a disease, a worldwide pandemic, that killed millions upon millions upon millions of people, which also occurred during a different world war. All right. And during those tragic, tragic days, those are the best times historically. You know, if you look at 1900s, early 1900s compared to the early 1800s, it sounds bad, but man, it was actually an improvement. I mean, to even be able to have the ability to wage a world war, you got to have whole cultures able to meet the livable needs of tens of millions of people. You have to be able to share and spread information quickly across oceans. You have to be able to produce weapons, soldiers, and have the ability to send those tools across the globe to fight. A world war can only happen in a fairly advanced and stable civilization. And as we look at history, the further we go back, the darker it gets. Talking about enslavement of people across the globe. Ever-changing borders and countries due to conquest. Diseases that we can't even imagine today. I mean, the Black Plague wiped out 30% of Europe. That would be the equivalent of us losing 105 million people today. All right? Now, let's add in almost non-existent freedoms for anyone. I mean, his freedom is historically a kind of a newer idea. Oh, and I suppose we could add in long-term famine, you know, lack of electricity, heat, air conditioning, Genghis Khan, the inability to hold a thought or belief that isn't held by the people in power, restriction of speech with the threat of death and imprisonment, no TikTok, no YouTube, incredibly uncomfortable footwear, oh, bathing, showering, yeah, daily, that's not a thing. That's, that's pretty new, okay? Inability to climb up a social ladder. Like, not inability as in it's harder to climb for others, but impossible to climb. And this may shock you, but having almost limitless access to coffee, yeah, that doesn't happen for the majority of the world, okay? But we're, we're living in, in these times where the, the good things we have aren't even thought about. But often as we sit in our ivory tower and look down upon not only history, we also forget about the issues of the rest of the world. Right now in the Middle East, there are people that get thrown off of rooftops for being gay. In China, right now, Muslims are being shipped by train into slavery and internment camps. And there are more than a few genocides occurring as we speak. People within a four-hour flight of us in Haiti are starving. Okay? And yet, when we look at social media, it seems like we are having the worst time ever. And we should all take a step back 
from those thoughts and emotions and take an honest look at what we do have. Take an honest look at the world and at history. And not only just to feel a little better about, about our circumstances, but to learn lessons from people who have been broken. All right? I mean, lessons are easiest and best learned when we feel them ourselves. But that doesn't mean that they can't be learned from others. You know, a smart person learns from their errors, but a wise person learns from the errors of others. And we live in a world where our errors can be easily overlooked or hidden, right? I mean, if we asked ourselves honestly, what are the three biggest problems in your life personally? And I, I mean, personally facing that you are struggling with, not anything that you hear on the news or anything, okay? If we looked at those three things, I bet they differ from most of the world. And if I'm being honest, if I sit and think, the three hardest things I'm facing right now are my personal drive, my personal discipline, and just meaning in life. And every one of those issues is only an issue to someone who has all their needs met, right? Historically, meeting your needs was the battle, okay? Having enough food, shelter, clothes, surviving, meeting your needs, that was the battle. And the majority of humans throughout history fell short of winning that battle. So when the problems we have are, are, how do I want to say this? So the problems that we have to solve, generally, I'm not talking about some of the bigger 2020 things, okay? But the problems that we have, we'll say 2019, right? Have to solve. They require less aptitude and offer less pains than in the past. And if we take this very personal perspective because it's the worst that we've seen, Sometimes we make mountains out of what would be historical molehills based upon nothing but context, okay? If what we see and experience is the worst we have seen and experienced, our perspectives often become very personal as our ego takes over. I mean, just as like our first experience with love, okay? Your first person you met, not the first person you met, but the first person you fell in love with, right? You had this, this feeling of joy and love and all this. But after you got your heart broken, you saw the second person like, you're like, oh man, um, and a lot of us, that wasn't as awesome, but we didn't know. It was the best we had ever seen, so that's the best it gets. But just as that is not actually the best it gets, sometimes the worst that we've seen is not the worst that it gets. And there, look at any history book. Read about the 1600s. Read about the 1300s. Like, read about sometimes. Without context, sometimes we cast bigger shadows then that will serve us, all right? We, we make these things bigger than they need to. I'm not saying that they're not problems, and I'm not saying that they're not hard. I'm not denying that at all. But without the context, we can make them more than they need to be, okay? So we're back to 2020, okay? So what curses did you have? I mean, you can look on social media and everyone talks about how bad it is. And there's worse. They talk about, let's forget about 2020. You don't want to forget about this stuff. Okay. We, we got to learn. The only learn is, you know, changing things. So what curses last year will you see in the future as a blessing? Okay. Remember, you're going to have to probably distance yourself from the feelings that you felt at the time, or you, you very well may still be feeling, but we all got hit in some way, but definitely some of us got knocked on track. 
and not off track because of these hits. And even if some of us took a very hard hit, there's still lessons to learn. I mean, just learning you can survive after a hardship, you know, after you get a big life-altering punch to the jaw, knowing that you can still get back up, that is a lesson we're, we're all going to learn sooner or later. And it's much better learned sooner. Life is a tragedy, and we will get knocked down. We will think that there is no hope. We will cry. We will weep. And almost every single time, we will get up the next morning, and we will see the sun again, and we will smile. And honestly, most likely, we will still get overpriced coffee. All right? Even in these hardships, okay, even in the worst of 2020, which there is a lot that is hard, how many of you missed a day of coffee, right? How many of you missed, uh, went to your house and had no heat? How many of you were walking through the snow with no shoes? Right? How many of us, and I'm not saying it didn't happen, but how many of us missed days and days of meals? Okay. Historically, that happens all the time. All those things. So let's just put things in perspective and learn from what learn from what we faced in 2020 right find comfort in the fact that you made it through right we're here not not everyone's here but we're here and when we can face that hardship and we make it through that hard time it makes all of our future hard times just a little bit smaller okay remember it doesn't mean that the feelings we have don't feel incredibly real or feel like this is the worst thing ever. Those are true, but get context. I remember my uh, my sister's first husband, his grandma, always his mother, I don't remember, but his mother or grandmother, she was actually in the Holocaust. Like she had the uh, the numbers tattooed on her arm and stuff. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. She made it through that though, right? I seen her smile, seen her laugh. She made it through that. So remember the lessons from 2020, but let's go take on 2021. All right. Let's go open our minds. Be good to one another. Get up off the ground. Let's wipe our face. Let's get back after it. Let's go change the world, y'all.